fucking back. Feels like um, we keep saying this that we've, we've been away for a while, but missing weeks is just it's our thing now. Yes, we're the inconsistent podcast. That's our new yeah, name. The inconsistent we, we podcast. Go on while I was away on holiday. Uh, yeah, that, so that was rules. The team felt it was more important. You know, we had to wait until we had a, enough people here, uh, such as the three people we've got today. Yeah. Um, we're expecting Billy within the next 15 minutes. So, yeah, hopefully he comes up, back. Bro. Yeah, hurry up, Bill. Fat dick. <laughs> yeah, you won't listen to the podcast. Smelly jobby face. <laughs> anyway, um... When did we leave it? When did we leave it? What was it before Scotland games? Before the Scotland games, yeah. Um, it feels like a lifetime ago. It does. So, yeah, what 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 happened? What happened in the Scotland games, Craig? Because you're uh, you're clued up on that. Well, everyone uh, was really uh, worried after the defeat to Denmark, which losing to Denmark isn't worth in the world. Uh, then you know we only managed to. To beat uh, Moldova 1-0, it wasn't the, the best performance, but we did have chances, we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. But we never looked threatened at all. And then we did go to Austria, and uh, Big King London uh, sent us sent us away with a victory after a conf- confident penalty. You know, he really uh, never thought he was going to miss that one, did he? I don't think he did think he was going to miss it, he just didn't hit it very well. No. Um, which, after those results, the start of the three, then you would have thought, Six points, that that's perfect. That you take that in a heartbeat. Puts um second place back in our hands. Uh for an hour. Big game against Israel. Uh, we always seem to have big games against Israel. Look, if we look at other results as well, with Israel beating Austria it's kinda it's kinda it's, it's kinda almost put Austria out of it. Yeah, it's I, like that, I wouldn't, I never count teams out of groups. If we beat when when you you know they've they've got quality. If uh, if we beat Israel, that should be Scotland finishing second. Because and then if, we'd go into if, the playoffs. If we lose, yeah. If we lose to Barrows or Moldova, then we don't deserve to finish second. So, um, but yeah, I'm quite confident now ahead of the game. We did. I think we looked better. Um, we did look better, we didn't. We didn't look. We didn't look fantastic against Moldova. <sighs> Don't know. Maybe it was just the sort of com- a bit complacent, bit of complacency because Moldova aren't the greatest. Yeah, it's always hard to play some of the small teams. You do feel sometimes. Um, well, it's always hard for Scotland sometimes when you play the small teams, anyway. But um, to be fair, the Scotland did have chances. Yeah, just a tad um... complacent. Uh, inconsistent yeah Yeah. but the wastefulness was kind of cropped up a little bit against Austria again it did yeah Uh, we made made some really good chances and just weren't clinical it's something that's been there really for a a long time we've not had a a goal scorer in god knows how long yeah we don't that's the thing we don't have a a guy that you can think he's going to get Seven or eight goals every campaign. It still almost feels like seven or eight is not even that many, but yeah, like um, we're trying. Some players are trying to do too much in and around the box instead of just like hitting cross. 
obviously like you, you hate to see wasted crosses, but if we had players that knew how to cross very cross well, you could play a cross in and then like try and feed off scraps from that or score from like from a header or something on it. Can you get to the edge of the box and an edge of the box shots as well? There's too many passes. I don't I don't mind a guy taking a shot on the the yeah the XG spec the XG scientists they'll tell you that like to be fair I was if if you if you've got a decent shot on you yeah you're better having a shot at goal than turning back and passing out wide or I was quite annoyed when um, when McGinn didn't take a shot uh he had it like kind of diagonal in the box from the goal um and he kind of turned back and then played it across to Adams who well. Lost the ball, um, and then eventually, obviously, VR came back and gave us a penalty for that one. But, um, yeah, I think to go to Austria, I think they've not lost many games in qualifying, like at home, in the past, God knows how many years. But um, it's a good result, especially considering we were missing a fair few key players as such. We didn't have McTominay, um. The right back's one still you can argue about, obviously, for who is the key right back. Um, yeah, a lot of key absentees that will hopefully be back. It's like sort of controversial, but I don't know if McTominay necessarily walks straight back into the starting lineup. I think the midfield against Austria was absolutely excellent. The three players in there. Yeah, I think that is. Probably our best midfield, but then I think so. I'd, I'd well, struggle probably. to put McTominay back in. I think, Espe- look, especially considering his performances previously in I, Scotland. Uh, I think he's not performed too badly in Scotland games. No, um, he's not been. He's not been bad, but he's never really. I think Sean the like he has for United. The key thing about having McTominay is that when like it got late on in the Austria game, we didn't have an our midfielder to bring on. Yeah, well, it, that's really, what, like if um, we had. So if we had McTominay he'd be yeah. on the bench. And least. if you're playing three games, you know, you, you could start McTominay one game, which gives like Adam McGregor a Gilmore a rest, or you can even move McTominay to centre half for a game, give Henry a rest, or like against that... actually you could play McTominay and then move Henry into the middle, because that's where Henry played against, well, in Belgium anyway. So That midfield was um, very good, I thought, over the course of the Austria game. Just the, the, the way they were feeding off each other and if we were attacking, they weren't all rushing forward to try and get a goal or get in about it. Yes. They would always, there was always at least one of them was sort of a bit more reserved. This one is nice to doing. see um, Steve Clark play, um, especially Gilmore, who obviously um, does have sort of like qualities. No denying that it's good to see him. Uh, in a in a free, and although it doesn't get spoke about enough, I actually think Callum McGregor actually suits the way suits playing next to Billy Gilmore. And they actually both tend to um, play off each other quite well. Yeah, they both um they link well together. So it was the same as when McGregor and Jack played together in the midfield. They both linked well together. They both knew when one went forward, the other stayed back and like covered the wide um area as well when. Uh, the fullbacks were going forward and stuff. It was they work well. Um, it's one of those ones where I prefer having two players at like that behind McGinn because I feel like McGinn's best position is slightly further up the pitch, which he doesn't play there all the time really for um Aston Villa. Aston no. Villa, but it's where he performs best for Scotland, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, again, we've got other players that are perfectly good enough in that, like in that position. One thing I think Steve Clark could probably work on is is use of substitutions a little bit. I know he's the manager and all, and I like I'm just watching on the TV. But sometimes it seems he's not. Uh, I don't know. He's not really paying much much attention to. Who like who's needing to come off, etc. It was a um, tough one because it's when you look at your bench and you is the bench necessarily going to improve? Obviously, you could put better leg like um more legs on really, etc. But if it's not legs. if it's not improving, the team is it is it worth it? Is it worth to just try and play with the the slightly um like play uh, the players that are slightly like more knackered? Um, I don't, I don't know. It's a tough one. Obviously, we've never really experienced having to make those choices because we're not managers. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, the the right back situation wasn't ideal. <laughs> having O'Donnell for for yeah. Well, O'Donnell who hadn't played in what a month. Yeah, that was his first game back from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did look pretty fucked. Uh, later on in the game, and he eventually did get substituted uh, for Paul McGinn to make his debut. debut yeah, but to to be fair to Donnelly, he was up and down that pitch all night long. So it was he, tracked, he, he played out, he played out well. his skin. Yeah, though it obviously he doesn't have that final ball that everyone wants him to have. Obviously, we know that, but he didn't. He got into the positions. He defended well against Alaba coming at him, who's a world class player. So. You can't really think, ask more from them. So. I, I think not. Um, well, down that right side, the, the our Scotland's final ball seems to be less than desirable at times. It's something maybe all the all the right-sided fullbacks could work on. I mean, you've it's obviously hard to compare them to obviously left backs when you've got Robert. Well, you've got two left back, two left backs, two of the five. best crossers <laughs> in the in the Premier League. Um. um Obviously, Pat Patterson's got youth, obviously youth in his side and still got. Time yeah, he's to... got he's got pace and he's got a bit of skill, but there there was I think there was one in the Moldova game where he he beat the guy, got down the um was it Moldova game yeah, got down the the wing, uh, went to hit a cross and just fired it like miles over the other side like basically a switch almost, yeah. just like the, the these sort of inconsistencies. We're crossing I mean, from the right hand some... side, especially, would be lovely to sort of eradicate. Some team if we had like the equivalent of a Tierney or Robertson at right back, I do think Patterson, maybe a few years' time, given he's given he gets an opportunity, could reach that standard. Yeah, I think he could definitely. Obviously, anyway, it's tough to say that it would be the full standard of like Robertson and. Like no, Premier League know. winner, Champions League winner, etc. But um, if, I think he maybe gets, be... if he gets some some first team minutes, and then like up, like he could potentially get a move. Yeah, I think it would definitely be a massive improvement to what our right back situation has been yeah. in the past five, I mean, six, whatever years. 
It goes on to um, Billy's friend Steve, who was quoted saying at the weekend that Scotland have the best right back, uh, sorry, Rangers have the best right back in the league and the best Scottish right back as well. And what a delight it is to have both. Yeah. Um, that's 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 Patterson's career finish now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, uh, that does bring us on to the the weekend injury. Yeah. yeah, it can do if you want. Um, what happened at the weekend? Um, I'm honestly like genuinely like Duffy the, Ball uh, Rangers Rangers played St Johnson, Duffy Ball. Um, Celtic again having about twenty million chances. Um, yeah, there was right, quite yeah, an eventful okay. weekend. Um, Rangers played St Johnson. Did St Johnson uh, went up? St Johnson did go up, and Rangers didn't again. Another didn't. game that I've, I've sort of seen highlights of this season from Rangers, and they didn't seem. Uh, oh yeah. Convincing. convincing, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. They weren't weren't overly convincing, um, and then I understand it's just come back from international break because players haven't played for a week. It does take a little bit to sort of get back into again. I think that that that's the case for a lot of teams, but yeah, St. Johnson take the lead, which okay, good goal, but it was, it was a good goal, again, and you could uh, probably. You probably just have seen it coming, because uh, Rangers were a bit were quite wasteful, and you could see St. Johnson were getting spaces and gaps and bit like challenging the defence. I felt Halloran actually had quite a good game. Like a, um, I think Caldy, yeah. Um, Went in the gaps, he caused Hollander quite a lot of problems. Um, obviously, no Goldson for the first time since about 1800 at this rate. <laughs> um, uh, That's his first game he's missed since, was it March 2020, I think, I believe, due to um, having to self isolate. And, like, honestly, like. It's actually doing the world a good, actually, taking a break. Yeah, that, that I was going to say. Like playing that much in that space of time is a little bit insane. Because <laughs> like Callum McGregor, he gets he got his for seasons and seasons he gets way overplayed. And yeah, for like there's there's points where it's fine, but it does like in later in their in players' careers, it does sort of maybe come back to bite them in the arse a bit. And then Rangers got uh, going back to the game. Rangers ended up. Um, I think once St Johnson scored, they did, kind of got a wake up call a wee bit. Um, yeah, well, it was yeah. it was almost immediately they were back down the other end and almost almost scored. Uh, Tavernier uh, almost scoring uh, just went over the bar, and then obviously the the one across the face of goal that Morelos couldn't um, quite get onto. Um, Um. Anyway, then then obviously Kent ran into the box and 
was tripped for a penalty. I don't think you could really argue with. Nah, it was silly. It, going to ground in the box, sticking a leaving a trailing leg in the box is just, especially a player like Kent who can, he can turn quickly, and he did. He turned quickly, and uh, the defender I can't remember his name was um, unable to match it and took him out. Then uh, Rangers' second goal. Um... If Billy was here and not the pub patching the podcast, um, he'd probably give a goal. Co- of the week. He probably would give a goal of the week. Um, oh, obviously I was working, but watched the highlights. But um, you have to say it was it was a wonder goal. Um, but you could see it coming as soon as he lined himself up. He knew where it was going. They, obviously, he's got. I think the, the goalkeeper kind of gets caught in no man no man's land. But like, what else can you do? Because you're not really expecting that to happen to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Andrew's just died. Oh, yep, that's me. Um, oh. I was just letting you speak. Uh, I think o- over the course of the game, uh, Rangers did deserve uh, to win. But I know I would say St. Johnson probably played and. Some of the the best stuff they've actually played all season. I know they've not r- really hit the ground running so far, but at points the actual. Um, I'd give St. Johnson control. unlucky not to come away with a point. Uh, yes and no. Like I think Rangers, I, I would have said deserved the game, um, but they they did have um, what's it called chances and. These things do happen. But that's all she wrote. Another three points takes Rangers to top of the table. Yep. Yep, it's tight um, tight up at the top. Got to say all of them. And then also Saturday afternoon brought um, a few more games, one being Celtic at home to Ross County. And I don't think anyone really expected much different than sort of happened um, Celtic with a much changed XI after the departures of Otto and Edward and Ryan Christie on deadline day uh, so yeah obviously incoming was Cameron Carter-Vickers and he started his first game in place of Stephen Welsh Uh Anthony Ralston was nowhere to be seen, so Juranovic stepped in for him. Greg Taylor was back, and obviously Karlstorff in defence. Not a debut for Yota as well. Um, yeah, debut for Yota on the wing with Abada and Albina Yeti up front. I think the midfield was the same: Rogic, Turnbull, and. McGregor? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, not the best first half from Celtic. Got to say. I guess just that, that way when you've got so many players that haven't played together and then you've got a Yeti who's obviously not played very much for Celtic this season stepping in because of the injury to Kyogo. 
it does like, and you're coming back from an international break, it sort of does take a while to get back into it. To be fair, um, having watched uh, parts of it, Celtic, I mean, Celtic could have really have been a couple up in the first half. Yeah, um, it, it's that thing that still caused a lot of trouble and like. What I quite liked is, considering it was his debut, he wasn't um, afraid to take a shot. I'm pretty sure one of the his shots in the first half hit the side netting, but he literally created it himself, spun past the left-back, so right-back even, and um, caused him bother. But yeah. that's not to say, Ross County actually had opportunities to um, do stuff with it. They just never did. Like It was just obviously lacking Yeah, the, their, their possession was really low. Um. Kind of what, 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 yeah, what, what calls what you kind of expect from Moscow, not counting them out of being a decent football team, but they haven't looked great so far. Um, Greg Taylor going off with injury again, I think. Uh, so Montgomery came on to replace him, and then it was 15 minutes into the second half that Carter Vickers opened the scoring. Um, if we're being generous, I think we are being very generous. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it has been credited to him because his shot was on target, technically. But, um, <laughs> it was a, a heavy deflection. He, t- he takes the ball, he hits it from about 30 yards or something. It bounce, flicks up off a Ross County player and uh, loops over the goalkeeper's head. Bang is like Celtic probably needed a bit of luck at that point in the game. Sometimes you do just need a bit of luck. It wasn't long before number two came from Albion Ayeti doing the job that he needs to do. He's getting in the spaces, uh, pressuring the goalkeeper and the defenders. And he, he does, he comes up with a header. I think a lot of people um, fail to realise, obviously. I know Ayeti... Um, He's not. He's, he's not the first choice striker. That that's for sure. But he he's came and done like well, at the weekend. Did what he needed to do. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, now that Edward's away, he does have the opportunity to challenge for that place. Is something different from what Kyogo offers. It'll definitely be different from what uh, Giacomakis offers when he's available. Um, and like he's he he's a decent finisher and can score goals. So, yeah, and he he did show it like in and around the six yard box. You just need to be clinical. He's he's that type of striker though. He's not. Um, yeah, he's not a take it take he's, players he's on. He's sort of like getting through the lines. He's yeah, get into dangerous play areas and then pick up the ball from a cross or a ball over or something or a, ball, a through ball. Um, which I'm totally fine with because it's something we've not really had like in recent years. Alton Edward was much more sort of give me the ball and I'll try and work a chance. So it kind of gives, it means our creative players like Abada, Rogic, Turnbull and... Um, Yota now can make make chances for him. They can make chances for, by all accounts, Giacomakis is again another sort of like 
give him the ball in the middle and he'll, he'll put it away rather than a give him the ball at the edge of the box and he'll turn someone and put it away. Yeah, if I think that makes Ed, sense. Ed, Edwards was more of the he could do it all himself. Yeah, I, I, I know it's um, like that's not to say a Yeti or Geo. God, I can't pronounce your name. Geo Kamakis. There we go. Actually, I think I said it right. Um, I but they they are like goal scorers. If you know what I mean, they they'll happily take the ball, um, like six yards out and they'll score. Whereas it's a difficult striker to replace Edward. Obviously, um, for those who watched the Premier League, he obviously made a phenomenal he made, he impact. Made an impact. He for scored uh, two goals yeah. with five touches. Yeah, it's quite impressive. But it, it's kind of it has pro- proven people wrong because people did question. I know it's it's very early in his Premier League career. career. It has proven people wrong already. Uh, and I'm glad to see it. To be honest. <laughs> um. Yeah, three points in the bag for Celtic. Not the best performance. Happy to say that, but at the end of the day, like a win's a win, and I think Angie said himself it was all right. The performance. I think you so, just got a, at the end of the season. It doesn't matter he, how you got yeah, the points. He'll go. He'll go back and he'll watch it back, and I'm sure they'll all watch it back and notice points where we're wrong, where, where they were wrong. Um, not linking well together. They've got training between that game and the Europa League game on Thursday night and just take it from there really um, anything else Saturday I can't remember what games were on um, I believe Motherwell Aberdeen yeah Motherwell Aberdeen that was quite, quite a, not, a, not a that big a surprise but still a surprise to see Aberdeen Consider uh, lose considering well actually um how much of the ball they had how many shots they had yeah losing the game too now Motherwell have continued their their decent start to the season after I well I sort of had doubts about them yeah early I, I on I think quite a few people had doubts with them but that's um three wins in the bounce bounce now um I'll just yeah, stop stop you now uh, we're gonna. Looking oh. a, a Billy appearance. Oh, good evening, Surprise. Billy. Good evening. Are you steaming? No, no, not at all. Um, okay, lovely. Um, so we're talking. Yeah, I, I think I think I, I've been pleasantly surprised by Motherwell's on the park performances um, so far. Um, uh, Aberdeen's one again. They started fairly well, and. They have dropped off a little bit, obviously losing their cup game to a lower league side, um, getting punted out of Europe. It's just such a strange one because they started so well and then they've improved their side with siding since the start of the season. But it's and then got worse. And it's got worse. Yeah, they just can't seem to they yeah. can't seem to gel together very well. See, to be fair, against Motherwell, they certainly did have chances. It's just I don't know. Lack of conviction, I guess. Yeah, like I think they are just that Ramirez has looked good, but I, thought, I don't think he's the the goal scorer that they needed. Like, it's not the replacement for Cosgrove. That, um, certainly. no, um, and I'm yet to be yet to be impressed by uh, 
Emmanuel Thomas. I'm not calling him by his stupid name. Uh, Jet. And Jet. He's, he's been alright, you know, Jet. Um... Jet? More, more like the tug. It's been dreadful. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been. There's the, he's, he, he got. Uh, he got. Um, who was it they were playing when he got a goal, a fairly crucial goal? I can't remember. Early on in the season. Um, he scored one goal. No, he can't. He scored one goal against Wraith, and that's the only goal he scored. So I don't, I don't think he scored a crucial goal for them. I mean, at the point, it was a fairly crucial goal because they hadn't been convincing in that game. That was the one. At the point in the game, they hadn't been that crucial one goal in the game. They lost two one in the thirteenth minute when they lost two one. <laughs> no, but <laughs> such a crucial goal that he got. Um, anyway, yeah, he's not been very good. Uh, it's a strange signing. I, don't... I I thought that like it was. Don't, don't get me wrong. A- he's, average for Livingston. His hold up plays quite good, but Aberdeen need a goal scorer. They need a guy that can actually. Like when the ball comes to him, he actually nah, nah, like nah, nah. his chances of nah, scoring. Yeah, that's nah. a yeah. It's not for me anyway. They don't particularly have anyone at the moment. We've just got to roll it. Um, what else did we have? We had a goal fest in uh, Saint Mirren and a, a goal fest in Dundee. Um, oh yeah, all the goal fest. Uh, we like we like nil nil draws. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, doesn't. Doesn't give us anything. Dun- um, Dundee and Dundee Sunday. both a nil-nil draw, but, uh, setting themselves yeah. up for their derby next week. Sunday, obviously, a big Edinburgh derby. Um, again, another goal fest. But nil-nil. Apparently, it was a good game. Yeah, that was a better game. It, it, it was a good game. I heard it was a good game. It was a good game. Um, I did see that um, Hearts have the the wish version of uh, Jack Grealish, which is a. It doesn't look good. It does not look. Good. It doesn't. I don't know what he's going for. I don't... He, needs a tri- he needs a trim or to get rid of the headband. I don't know what the headband was kind of... I don't know who's told him that it looks good, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not. I don't know, maybe his bird likes it. Maybe. Uh, well, Barry Mackay's missus, if you're listening, I get him to get a haircut. Yeah, please. Barry Mackay, if you're listening, get, get a haircut. A haircut. <laughs> um, Avid listener of the podcast, apparently. Yeah, yeah, it's probably, yeah. Massive fan. Um, what else did we have at the weekend? Yeah, that's right. We had um, Air well, United it, it winning. Leaves... That's right. Air United won a game of yeah. football. Also, Air sacked. Um, what's his face? Uh, Hopkins they, they sacked. Yeah, yeah. Hopkins. Obviously, I was just there to try and After an ab- make Air bad. An abysmal Tuesday night performance against Wraith. End up blaming the fans. Yeah, and um, the fans didn't get behind him enough, and then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprisingly enough, he was sacked the next day. So, um, it's good to see the fans I mean, behind that, him. Yeah, that's that's Wraith who haven't. Well, that was their first exactly win of the season. Started great. Well, their first win yeah. in the league anyway. Oh. Um, Wraith who also did bottle that four nil four nil lead they had against Hamilton, and we all know Hamilton are dreadful. But here do seem to have. Um. Well, they started life well without him. A win over uh, Dunfermline. Not that Dunfermline seemed like a hard team to beat um, right no, now. No, at the moment they, they seem tragic. I don't know how Peter Grant is still in a job. I do see that um, the Dunfermline fans have arranged a a walkout uh, at the um, their game at the weekend. I believe it's the, the fourth minute or something they're going to walk out at. 
all the fans are just gonna disperse just from the stadium. Yeah, and come back in or what? I don't know. Um, I just... <laughs> this could be just a like a security nightmare. <laughs> know, just you can a... walk out and you're gonna come back and you go, "Oh, tickets, please!" <laughs> <laughs> Proposing a mass walkout in the fourth minute of the game versus Inverness this Saturday. Um, so it's fair to say that I don't. I think they want Peter Grant out of their club. Billy, I don't think we can hear you. Yeah. Um, I'll keep rambling on until Billy sorts his uh, his well, self I, out. I, sorry, I there realised I was uh, oh, there you not go. working it properly. What if did Fermland score in the first three minutes, though? Will the walkout happen? Will the cheer and then walk out? Yeah. I almost feel like it's pointless. I almost feel like it's pointless because what, what are you... Like, you're walking out... I get um, so, like, it I, like, or, like, yeah. I don't understand like, a mid-game walkout. I think it's obviously... It's like, it. Or like maybe like boycotting a game. I feel like walking out is maybe more noticeable than boycotting a game. Like, it's more of a, it's not it's not in, impacting anyone, but they're the obviously the players are going to see it, the, the officials and stuff will see it, and I don't know. It's, a, it's I don't. It's a tough one. But, I, um, I think you know they should do what they did at Oldham and just storm the pitch and sit, then just sit there, sit in the centre circle, sit there. Don't, no, don't get violent. We're not, don't we're not know. moving until Peter Grant's out. Is that what yeah, they're going to do? Just sit there. That's uh, a peaceful protest. Yeah. You know, it was a very strange one uh, signing the manager that uh, got relegated out the season before. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Me and Craig obviously feel a bit silly for predicting them to win the league, but <laughs> you never these things happen in football. Like they looked like they looked like a relatively strong. They did. They they, team they played all right in like pre-season and stuff. I don't. I don't understand. They still. They still have the players <laughs> capable. They just don't seem to be playing. Like they're capable. No. Um. Obviously, last time in the predictions, a decent showing from everyone, apart from Matt. Yeah, Matt, we miss you in the podcast. Come back. Screw uh, Bill, nah, Ju- Bill Jude, and Matt that didn't have Matt. faith in Scotland to go to Austria and get a win. I know. Disappointing. Well, to be fair, it was a be fair it was what? a fair prediction to me. See, um, Craig's given it the. The big one, but um, there's me 16 points, yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I didn't say, but uh, you predicted Denmark to beat Scotland. Obviously, that was an obvious one, but I, I had to go with the boys, I have to back the boys, you know. You do, you've got to, you've got to back the boys. Craig's meant to be Scotland's biggest fan, so um, number one fan, and I. Uh, but uh, I, or by biggest, did you mean the largest fanfare? Because that what you're going with here. Yeah. Well, um, no, you. I, I mean, by all accounts, <laughs> by all accounts, your diet today is is not been fantastic. Look, uh, it's my birthday. Uh, I can eat well. One. I was. I was. I was actually. I was. I was just going to pretend that his birthday wasn't today. But you know what? Yeah, happy birthday. Well, it's my birthday for an extra um, three and a half. Not. Yeah, three and a half hours, and then it's it's Ferg's birthday. An extra. Yeah, an extra. He's, at, he's getting extra <laughs> hours on this slander, birthday. He's added on. <laughs> Somebody's going to stand outside your house, Craig, and just hold up a Thor official board with three and a half hours on it. Three and a half hours added time, yeah. That's what, that's what you get. <laughs> oh, it really showed me. <laughs> Billy's away out to get his fourth official yep. board and run down. <laughs> Come round at midnight. Keeps in his house. You know, Billy, he's got a fourth official be- board underneath his bed. Yep. Ready at all right, times. Now, just right now, bring his TV. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's really awkward. Probably drop it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are looking up for it here again. In the championship, the good old championship. They are. It's a, it is always a league that is close, as proven by the fact that we're about five games in and there's four teams and four points after the first five games. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. It does seem um, like Inverness are going to, Inverness and Kelly anyway, are going to go the distance in the league, go probably the main contenders. But um, obviously we've got fair play to both uh, putting himself up there. Dick Campbell seems to be working absolute wonders with him. Um, the part-time side anyway. So, wonder um, how many more seasons they have to cement themselves in the championship before they might push on to that full time. Who knows? And then obviously in, in, in League One, uh, Queen's Park starting fairly well. Believe the weight of it. Still undefeated, I believe, aren't they? Um Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um Decent decent going from them. Yeah. Cove uh, not Cove Rangers I expected to Yeah. I expect them to well do de- do fairly decent this season. Potentially win the league if not started the best, but obviously it's a long season. Airdrie, who I had to win the league as well. Um, that, silly they were they were ninth before today. Now they are currently winning, so up to six. But it is good, my Dunfermline winning in Airdrie um, to win the league, sitting quite far down the table. Um, yeah, I don't keep up with League Two, so I don't know what's happened. Uh, well, what's happened Kelty, in League Two? Predictably, Kelty Hearts running away yeah, with it. Kel- obviously, Cowden Beef are in the mud alongside um, Shrenar and Stenhouse Muir at the bottom. Also predictable. <laughs> well, Shrenar, to be fair, I do expect Shrenar to be higher than I, that. I, they... I actually expected Shrenar, given. I expect them to be decent this season. To be fair, yeah, to be top half at least. Yeah, but I think it's uh, the Cowden Beef and Stenhouse Muir ones are. Um, and then obvious. Elgin with one point more. Yeah, and then um. Lone League, uh, Celtic B and Rangers B, both taking it to some of these teams, really. Uh, some of the results have been astronomical. Yeah. Although I'm looking now and Celtic, Celtic do have three games in hand on... Yeah, the three, three games Rangers in hand have eight, eight Two games in hand on top team. I still, I still expect um, Bonnie Rigg to win the league. I, don't, I can't see... Yeah, like, it's... Like, it, I think it's a lot. It will be a long season for the young young players in the Celtic and Rangers setups. Yeah, maybe they're, not. They're, not they're, they're, they're not used to playing that much. Like demolishing teams, like Rangers beating uh, the big Gretna nine one. Yeah, for Gretna, like the 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 daddies of that league. Yeah, and they did have ten men for over sixty minutes, so. Yeah. Considering most of these boys that play in the Lowland League, towards the lower end of the table, this is, you know, they're working a shift, you know, seven in the morning till four in the afternoon, going doing two days of training a week and playing a game on a Saturday. It's, it's, you can't compare to full time facilities and top class facilities like that. No, it, it it's certainly been interesting. Um, but I, th- I feel like maybe by the end of the season, some of the Lowland League teams will be sick of playing. Uh, 
Celtic and Rangers B teams. Especially when probably both teams could compete quite comfortably in a league or even two leagues above and not be embarrassed. Yeah. I think it's something they're wanting to look into in the future. I think it's uh, certainly put them in a, a better league. Um, where the team, where they're not just gonna, yeah, basically walk over quite a lot of teams. I don't, I, it's a tough one for me. I don't really agree with it. The the one thing for me is they were meant to be using it to develop younger players, but then Rangers have went and splashed a million in a player for that team. So um, yeah, I don't, I I don't like overly too many foreign players playing in it. Yeah, well, that makes sense. obviously. Um, the player they have signed as in the Rangers B squad was as a player that they're looking obviously you for mean, the future um, for. You mean one uh, Allegria? Yeah, whatever his name is, is a player that will. But be I really would, I would, I would enjoy. Team, but... I would enjoy um, just both teams playing more young Scottish players, young Scottish talent. Yeah, something that you've seen a bit more from Celtic recently, and obviously Turnbull. Ralston even coming through as well, playing more. Montgomery, Montgomery playing more playing, in the first team as well. Yeah. It, it really, it, it, it's going to be a massive season for some of these players to sort of kick yeah, on and push through. Something that into. Rangers have probably struggled with recently is playing some more Scottish, like young Scottish players. Um, it's obviously they had to try and do something to try and, like, so they're signing more players and then there's no not really much space for the younger ones, so... It's tough. Not not to go into a massive detail, but Rangers, in terms of youth academy, and considering how much, um, I'm not even sure what it's named anymore. Obviously, it was the Hummel. It was uh, the training centre has massively failed. Like you think of the amount of players that have actually came through into the Rangers start starting um, lineup. Yeah, you're talking. Alan McGregor, who's <laughs> an old man. Yeah, I think that's something that Celtic seem to pride themselves on quite a lot. Is their their youth academy is reasonably successful? Yeah. They're... Also, not all the players go on to play with Celtic, but they do go on to have half decent careers. And the ones that have played with Celtic are well. So far, they've played with the first team. Have been. Like amazing if you if you talk about like James Forrest, he came through the youth system. Callum McGregor, Kieran Tierney, um, Adam Montgomery, who's who's just only just come through, but he's looking to be a very exciting talent. And whether whether he gets more minutes, yeah. obviously you've got the two ends um, of the spectrum. You know you've got your likes of Calvin Miller as well there. Yeah, who all, like wasn't great. <laughs> I think it's the thing with the young players. I don't know how he lasted so long. Young players out there just they have to have the right attitude. They can't if they're going on loan to yeah, a team, they I, can't go and think, "Oh yeah, I'm better than everyone else here." I think it's fair play to to Anthony Rolston because he has he's stuck it out for a long time. He has, yeah. But I, like, I don't know. Again, he's he's one. I don't know how he's lasted so long in the in the team, but he's stuck it out long enough, and he's he really he has taken his chance so far this season. Yeah. Well, hopefully he continues to get more chances because the way he started the season has been absolutely brilliant. Well, before we 
ramble on for too long. We should probably go into the predictions because uh, Mr. Drew has got places to be. Yeah, he's an important man, apparently. Um, ah, it's Europa League week for Rangers and Celtic. Thursday night, early kickoff. Celtic taking on away from home, Real Betis. Um, Craig, tell us, tell us what you what you're saying. Uh, I'm gonna go for two one to the Real Betis. Uh, I will go once I find out what I actually said. I'm gonna go score draw one one. Um, I'm gonna go one nil to Bet- Real Betis. I'll go. I'll go opposite of Craig. Two one to Celtic. And and as per usual, we I've not don't I've have match. Not so seen. I've not seen Betis play, so I think they're okay. Decent, yeah, no, that's a tough one when that game at that extent. It's maybe a, maybe a fairly similar level to Celtic. Yeah. It could be a tough game. At least enough side. It's going to be competitive, that's for sure. Yeah, if Celtic go and play, if they're defensively sound, they can let they can let the attacking players do their thing and create chances. So I could see Celtic. Scraping a win, maybe. Um, next, Rangers at home to Leon. Uh, obviously, Leon is the toughest team in Rangers group, but uh, I believe they are without some key players in their trip to Ibrox. Mister um, Dembele, I believe, is um, not playing. Um, what's the other guy called? Oh, he plays in midfield. Somebody help me out here. Start Error. Error. I don't know how you pronounce it. The guy that uh, Arsenal yeah. was linked with. Aha, uh-huh. he's apparently out as well. Yeah. Um, who else we got out as well? Yeah, but the, the point is, yeah, a few a few big players out, which is uh, why I'm going to go for Rangers to cause a slight upset and get a score draw to each. I'm going to go 2-1 to Leon. I think they'll just have enough quality. Rangers have not been totally convincing at the back, and I think with higher quality players... I think we'll have enough to see off Rangers. 2-1 to Lyon. Um, obviously, I, I was... Did Billy just say we? Yes, Billy is a Lyon fan. Yes, I am. Yes. I really thought he said we. Um, last time Lyon played Rangers, I was actually there, and um, Benzema tore us apart. Um, Wait. But last time Lyon played Rangers? He's obviously not talking about the, the friendly I game. Wasn't ta- oh, we won that one. Oh, that changes everything. That changes my complete prediction. When we were the winners of the cup, waste management cup. Yeah, I tried to write an essay um, on that company for the Violia Cup, or whatever it was called. That uh, yeah, Violia Waste I Management. Need to do with that. Anyway, enough about me. Um, <laughs> what one all is what I'm gonna say. Um. Leon are a class side. I've, I've paid a lot of attention to them. Three uh, 0 Leon. Uh, next up, Aberdeen St Johnson. Both teams that should have been playing European football that bottled it. So, and um, yeah, and uh, it's going to be probably the same story for all Aberdeen's game. With lots of chances, no goals. No, uh, no. I agree with Craig. Absolutely, this is going to be the worst game you've ever seen this season. No, no. Um. <laughs> I think it might be a snooze fest, but I think it'll be a goal or two, one all. Um, oh, I've, I've closed my tab. There it is. 
Uh, 2-1 St. Johnson because Aberdeen are dross at the moment. I'm going to sneeze. Uh, so moving on, we do have a, a big derby, uh, the, the Dundee derby. Um, which I, ha- I do have three ones down there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change it to one all. Uh, don't don't really fancy uh, Dundee United to win anymore. Billy's Sorry, um, uh, I will go for a good old classic score draw one one. Um, I'm gonna go one nil to Dundee. Um, two one to Dundee United. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, uh huh, yeah. Next up, the mighty air uh, travel to Hamilton, and the mighty air against the not so mighty Hamilton. Um, and again, well, I wasn't which, going to be nasty about Hamilton because I've been told off for that before. So again, which Duffy Ball will Just prevail Hamilton. once again, and A will come out two 0 victors. Again, I think I'll go for my usual score draw, one one. Um, I'm going to go one nil and Hopefully, Duffy Ball's successful, so Craig doesn't cry as much. Um, yeah, I've gone three one air. Please stop saying Duffy Ball because I keep thinking you're talking about Shane Duffy. To be fair, that's not the Duffy Ball that they are wanting. Don't know, he's playing some great Duffy Ball down in England at the moment. Anyway, moving on. Partick, Kelly, huge game. Um, as I feel like it's going to be a not so good game though, with just a one all. This man cannot Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to see what I put. Um, score draw 2 all. Um, I'm going to say 1 0 to Kelly. It's not going to be pretty. I need to make it bigger. We just use your laptop, which I'm Score draw one each. That's going to be absolutely terrible. Kelly's getting blind in his old age. Um, Falkirk, Dumbarton. Dumbarton. Uh, a simple 1-0 Falkirk victory. Uh, 2-1 Falkirk. Dumbarton are in good run of form, but I think Falkirk have just got a bit more quality about them. 2-0 to Falkirk. I don't know what quality Billy has ever seen in Falkirk. The stadium's terrible, the pitch is terrible, the team are terrible. Uh, 1-0 Dumbarton. And last, but by no means least, uh, Elgin take on Annan. Um, yeah, 3-1 victory for the Annan Athletic. I'll go 2-1 to my good friend Peter Murphy. 2-1 to Annan Athletic. Um, I'm going to go 3-0 to Annan Athletic. You know, as we're all Peter Murphy fans here. Yeah, well, I was trying to type. I was, I was trying to, I was trying to type 2-1 Annan, but uh, I accidentally put a two in front of Elgin, so we're going to go two each. Because I'm sticking with it, couldn't be arsed. Oh, so two each. Derek's tactical um, miss type will come into the play and he's uh, fight to get off the bottom place. Yeah, it might happen. Um, hopefully Matt does his predictions. I don't know about you. I said hopefully like you're common... uh, one point behind them, so you're. Yeah, but, but it feels like a common theme where we're asking Matt to do his predictions again. Yeah. Once again, Matt, I'm on my knees. Classic, Matt. 
Yeah, Matt, start doing so, podcast again while up her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll leave it. We'll breath. leave it. We'll leave it that because. Uh, but people have places to be. I've not had my dinner yet, so. We'll leave it at that for this week. We will be back next week. And we hope we'll have five. One can only hope. Matt's a busy man nowadays. Anyway, uh, Billy, you arrived last and you're going to say goodbye first. Yep, goodbye. Thank you. Uh, short but sweet, but I'm still here. Uh, Dure, Cables. Um, <laughs> don't know what to say to that. Um, thanks as always for listening. Hope everyone has a good week. And Craig, birthday boy, any final goodbyes? I don't have any foreign languages off the top of my head, so it's just going to be uh, goodbye. Shame. I was hoping he'd, he'd learned Lebanese for this week, but guess not. Uh, for me, is goodbye, good night, and God bless.